0: Hi, this is Marcy Lundy. Today is Wednesday, May 5th, 2021. And this is the Cult of Kindness podcast. Today, we have a special guest. I know that you're usually used to hearing everyone's favorite guest, but this is a different format today. I am so delighted to have Brian Barnes here with me with Brian Barnes Wellbeing. Hello Brian.
1: Hi Marcy. how are you doing? Thanks for having me.
0: Great, I'm so glad that you're here. So Brian Barnes is the senior general and mental health nurse and he's also a clinical hypnotherapist based out of Ireland and uh I was recently on his podcast, and uh, we share the common thread of wellness, and there's a very common link between wellness and kindness, just in regards to our overall well-being. And I wanted to talk with Brian today about hypnotherapy and mindfulness and corporate wellness. Um, Brian, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do?
1: Okay. Well, again, thanks for having me, Marcy. I'm delighted to be here. Um, I'm Brian Burns. Um, I'm in Ireland, and my background is I'm I've been a, a nurse for the last 25 years, so a general nurse and mental health nurse, and I currently work in acute mental health. and As well as that, I have a huge passion for kind of holistic care, so as you said there, Brian Barnes Wellbeing is my company and I do clinical hypnotherapy, life and business coaching, mindfulness, um, and kind of well-being, and I do corporate well-being as well, so I talk to companies about you know stress reduction and building resilience and positive mental health so unlike you i've got a huge passion i suppose underneath everything that i do is kindness and right. to kind of help as many people as i can
0: wonderful yes we were just discussing uh the book the rabbit effect by kelly harding yeah. and that was a book that i had just finished reading in the cult of kindness uh podcast and just in reading about your general practices and uh how you like to help individuals the links were uh very similar including corporate wellness so i was just hoping you could tell us a little more about uh the importance of helping people um bring forth their self-kindness i thought that was a wonderful way to put that self-kindness and compassion
1: Okay, well, I suppose look at like corporate wellness is an interesting one for me. Um, mm-hmm. Because like, I suppose, like you know, research tells us most people work nine to five, Monday to Friday. Mm-hmm. Now that's, you know, there's a few changes to that, especially in the last year. But sure. you, like you know, Monday to Friday, nine to five. So people are up at seven home at 6 6 30 like a a lot of people spend a lot of time in work you you know know. and i suppose the whole corporate wellness is to you know for for employees to be minded both by their employer and to mind themselves because again so many people spend so much time at work um and you know, like it's such a big part of people's lives and, you know, between As I said, like up at seven, kind of home at 6.30, commuting, kind of, you know, a lot of people are on, can be on that kind of hamster wheel of, you know, kind of up early, home late, working. So it's so important to, for people to look after themselves whilst in work and, you know, like, and to prevent, and look at, we all hear about burnout and, well, burnout is a big one. So for people just to prevent that, because mostly... A lot of employee assistance programs want to look at the kind of when someone is burnt out Mm -hmm. and to kind of see how they can kind of work with them and kind of, you know, fix them or help them, you know, you know, not be so burnt out. Now, I'm a big believer in prevention.
0: Oh, so yeah.
1: prevention rather than cure, so preventing any kind of burnout, so to have that sense of well-being in work and look at, it's, you know, like again, I talk to companies about small things like, you know, taking regular breaks, mm-hmm. take drinking two litres of water a day and um, getting up, you know, maybe taking a break, uh, even just to stretch your legs every half an hour. Yes. Um, and a big one, a lot of people have lunch at their desk. Um, and yeah. Again, and you know, and then they're hitting this slump at three o'clock, and they're drinking (laughs) coffee and chocolates and biscuits, and and, and research, Marcy, research tells us that a ten a ten minute walk improves your mood for 90 minutes like Incredible. what a return on, on investment so yes. you know like even for people to say right get up from your desk get outside for 10 minutes a brisk yeah. walk for 10 minutes lifts your mood for 90 minutes you're more you come back you're happier you're more productive you've gotten fresh air you've gotten vitamin D you've got serotonin from walking right. so really and and for me that makes like well I suppose for the individual they're happier and they're healthier and they've got more kind of quality of working life. And it for their, for the company the, 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 the person is more productive and you know they're they're going to kind of work more productively. So it's win win,
0: yes. you know? It is win win, I know. And you know it's such a simple thing that uh because there are so many people who work And they're having lunch at their desk And they continue to work They're not even taking a break So you're 100% drained Then like you said once they get off the hamster wheel Meaning they get home um, They maybe decompress for Two or three hours But in this day and age They continue to look at emails and everything Yeah, And you know It's just like your wellness and your uh, State of being Is just not in good shape If you just never take a break and just kind of reset i think that's
1: important yes absolutely and it's literally like and and burnout has been recognized by the world health organization but you're literally burnt out you're burning out because you know you have nothing you 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 you, you're not recharging your battery so you're you're burning yourself out and again you know short term You know, you might kind of, you know, meet your demands and work short term, but long term, no, because you're going to be, you know, your your energy is low, your immune system is low, your mental health dips, your mood dips. Um, And and I suppose for us to talk about... um, and I, I, it was—it's in, in the rabbit effect um, how how love, connection, and purpose goes from a molecular level to the individual level to an interpersonal level to a global level. So right. there's a ripple effect with this. So Absolutely. like if you're looking after yourself, you're, you're, you're on a molecular on a molecular level, you're happier and healthier. Interpersonal level, you're happier. There, you know, there's benefits. Um, and then it'll open. so out into your community, into your home, into right. your community, into the world. You know?
0: Absolutely, yeah, and it's so funny because yes, it's practices for uh, your career, but you can mm. also use this at home because we have like our pattern at home, which can sometimes end up in a rut. And yeah. it's the same thing, we can take a break to go for a walk and just clear ahead and reset so that we're able to be kind and you know not bite everyone's heads off because we've been able to reset yeah I was wondering if you could tell me about the hypnotherapy I just find that very interesting
1: okay well I suppose the the, the kind of you know the simplest way to explain hypnotherapy is that it's meditation with a goal pretty much and you know again look at like a I've done years of research in, in hypnotherapy and, you know, we can talk for hours about it, but it's, it's pretty much meditation with a goal. So basically you do everything that you do when you're meditating, you know, you get relaxed, you close yeah. your eyes, you relax your mind, you relax your body, there's different ways to do that. Sure. And for me to kind of, let's say, guide someone into hypnosis is, it's, it's a guided meditation pretty much. Mm, I like and a, And when the person is, hypnotized or under hypnosis or Mm -hmm. in that kind of relaxed place Mm -hmm. and they're they're much more suggestible Mm -hmm. and that's where we work on what the person is looking for because what you focus on in again it's meditation with a goal so like meditation as we know is kind of you know mindfulness so it's coming back to the moment it's that mindful practice but Hypnotherapy is, is meditation with a goal. So you have a goal in mind. So a, a big one is to focus on what you want. Okay. So I, I talk to people, you know, a lot of people say, I don't want to be tired. I don't want to be overweight. I don't sure. want to be an in insomniac. I don't want to be kind of, you know, burnt out or, or tired. And it's like, well, what do you want? Mm-hmm. So it's, it, and that's, it's all kind of, that's where the, um, you know the nuances because I said to people, imagine going into a restaurant and you're looking at the menu and the waiter's standing there and you're saying, "Well, I don't want, you know, I don't want this. I don't want salads I don't want the fish. I don't want the chicken." Like you could be there for a week. Do you know what oh, I mean? for like, sure. The, the, the waiter wants to know what you want, and it's the same with with, with goal setting in yes. hypnotherapy <laughs> is focus on what you want. So rather than saying, "You know, I don't want this. I don't want to be overweight," it's like, "I want, you know, I want to feel." You know healthy i want to be my ideal weight i want to sleep well at night i want to drink two liters two, two liters of water a day i want to feel energized and um, you know because what what you you get what you focus on whether sure. you, whether you want it or not both in everyday <laughs> life and in hypno, hypnotherapy you know what I mean? that's excellent so, so that's pretty much like again look at you know like we could go on for hours but that's pretty much in a nutshell is it's meditation with a goal, and okay. the goal, and like any kind of goal setting, it needs to be positive and it needs to be, you know, what you want because, you know, like you're, you're focusing on what you want. And what happens then is, let's say I'm working with someone now at the moment who is um, doing her driving test. Right. And what pretty much like she's failed a couple of times. So what we've got back is her last couple of reports from her driving tests and to see where she went wrong in the driving tests Mm -hmm. and we're turning that into a positive. So I think she was saying she wasn't looking at her mirrors. So Mm -hmm. like I'm working with her now to, you know, literally close her eyes and that meditation with a goal. And we look at her imagining herself doing the perfect driving test. Oh, I love that. So, and and literally, kind of baby steps. It's like, okay, get into the car, and you close <laughs> the door, and you put your belt on, and you see the tester beside you, smiling, very friendly, and right. then forget, forget about them, and then because this person's driving for years, but she mm. just has a kind of um, there's a fear around it. That's so. True. And you imagine you're you're driving and you drive the route and you're looking at your mirrors, you know, bringing in where she failed the last few your times. You're looking at your mirrors, you're checking your mirrors, you're, you know, like your hands are in the right position. Um, and what happens then, Marcy, is the brain doesn't know whether that's real or not. Because and research tells us this, when you close your eyes and visualize or imagine something, the brain doesn't know whether it's real or not. So what's happened is you've planted the seeds of a perfect driving test, of a perfect driving kind of route, and your brain believes that that's happened. You know okay. th- that's happened already. Right. So when you go to when when you go to do when she goes to do her driving test, the brain will go, oh yeah, like I've this I've done, I've done this before and mm. I, I did it perfectly. Okay. So you so what you're doing is you're pretty much mentally rehearsing what you want.
0: Yes, and in the most positive manner
1: in the most positive manner
0: oh, absolutely and
1: I, and I i say it to people and i say to my clients it's like right imagine you know you imagine seeing yourself you know public speaking or doing your speech mm-hmm. you're the best man speech or you know because um and again yeah public speaking is the number one fear in the world right because because you feel like you're being judged and it's like you imagine yourself standing up there those let's say those butterflies that you feel are, <laughs> is, is, is excitement yes. it's excitement and i even mm-hmm. drop in like you know let's say anyone standing up in front of a crowd like 90 percent of that audience wants you to do well mm-hmm. that's and that's research based mm-hmm. now obviously when you have you know eyes on you you're you're kind of you feel you're being judged you feel you're mm-hmm. being kind of scrutinized or yes. to remember that okay right the butterflies that i feel are the same butterflies you can go for nervous or excited you say mm-hmm. i'm excited I'm excited, you're doing your breathing, your nasal breathing, you're, um, you know, you're, you're, you're kind of getting into um, a, a positive mindset. Okay. You know that 90% of those people are, kind of, want you to do well. Mm-hmm. And again, imagine, you know, you can see the colour is nice and bright and you can, you know, you feel relaxed, you feel confident. And again, that is that mentally rehearsing and that's how it
0: works. Oh, I love that. I feel like now I should do public speaking because I love... <laughs> I love the idea of turning the nerves into excitement. Yeah, because, Marcy,
1: like, because most people, when they start to feel those butterflies, mm-hmm. it's I'm nervous, I'm nervous. Oh, mm-hmm. God, they're going to judge me. And it goes, <laughs> it, go, it goes back to the caveman because, the, the, again, fight or flight, uh, back when the ca- we were cavemen yes. and, and, and women, mm-hmm. and um, if we were judged by the group, and it didn't go well we were out with a group and that meant death
0: oh yeah
1: so most people go right back to uh this public speaking is being judged and that could be life or death oh. and our negative our negative bias tells us that that could be death so really mm-hmm. like public speaking brings us right back to a very primal fear do you know what i mean oh
0: yes and uh I like I could tie this into the kindness where you're saying there's a large percentage of the audience that wants you to do well, yeah, and that's encouraging also. Instead of thinking, oh, all of these people think I'm going to fail; they're here to judge me. Exactly, and you
1: know, like look, I've done I've done public speaking and I've done speeches, and it's like I still get nervous, you know, because like, and again, you you but you're presuming you're you're you know you're you're presuming that people are judging you and research tells us 90% of a crowd are ex- wanting you to do well absolutely you know?
0: yes that's encouraging I mean yeah you know um, I think that in society we get so used to thinking of the negatives and uh, our fear takes over but yeah There's so many things that you just described here where we can just turn all of that around and think of it as positive and encouraging and not just for public speaking for our life when we go forward or if we're at work and we have to do a presentation at a board meeting using all of that positivity and wellness just to kind of get ourselves together and realize it's okay. Everyone feels that you know what you're talking about and let's go forward. That's yeah. wonderful. Absolutely. Well, Brian, thank you so much. You have so much wonderful information. And is there anything that you'd like to promote uh, or bring to everyone's attention to check out?
1: Um, well, I suppose people can find me. My website is com, okay. And on there, I have kind of, you know, like people can book a call with me or they can look at what I do. Again, the hypnotherapy and the coaching and mindfulness. Um, I have my own podcasts. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called Mind You, where I talk to people about how they, how the people that mind and serve others, how they mind themselves. And that's on the website. Okay. And pretty much, yeah, like, I suppose, again, it, uh, you know, like, that message I'm trying to get out to people, uh, you know, like, and and myself is to, is that kind of self-kindness is the kind of, you know, you have to, you, you can't pour from an empty cup. Oh, and yeah. I, I work with clients as well about building resilience from the inside out. Mm. So, you know, if we're all, you know, like... You know, like just on on a flight, if and the air hostess tells you, you know, if there's a bit of turbulence and the oxygen mm-hmm. mask comes down, you put yes. your own on first.
0: Right.
1: You know, you don't put anyone else's on first. and right. to, You know, so and that's just, you know, that's just it. Like, if you if you're not looking after yourself, you can't look after anyone else. Oh, So, that's so true. I, I, you know, I kind of guide people and help people to kind of look at that and to um, be more self-kind and self-compassionate. And the the ripple effect from that is, you know, it's massive. So, yeah.
0: Absolutely. We're on the same page Mm -hmm. there. (laughs) I love it. You cannot pour from an empty cup. That's so true. Well, Brian, thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, it's been a pleasure, and everyone, please check him out. Please check out his podcast as well as his as his site. And thank you again, Brian, for joining me today. Marcy,
1: thank you so much. I've really enjoyed talking to you, and thanks a million. And best of luck with everything. Thanks.
0: Thank you. Take care. All right.